Hello and welcome to Why We Move, the podcast from Do More Movement, hosted by me, Jeremy Johnston. Each episode, I'll be speaking to a mover and shaker from the health and fitness world and beyond. We'll find out why they move, what it gives them, both physically and mentally, who and what inspires them to move, and why they want you to move more. The aim is to encourage you to challenge your body and mind in new ways, to think differently about health and fitness, to try things you've never done before, and above all, to do more movement. So thank you, Martin, for joining us on this episode of Why We Move. Um, do you want to just do a little introduction to the to the audience, say who you are and how you got into the world of breathwork? Sure. Thank you so much for inviting me here. It's a huge pleasure. Uh, I'm a breathwork coach, uh, primarily working with um, all types of breathwork from pranayama through um, Tibetan practices. Uh, some some of them are towards kind of sports performance, so Boteco method, oxygen advantage, um, and also going into the more kind of emotional and mental side, the integrated breath work like transformational breath. Um, so um, at the moment, I'm not kind of using anything specific i'm combining all of those practices uh, to, to create let's say like a tailor-made experience so whoever i'm working with in that specific moment i'm uh, adjusting the techniques especially for them i also work a little bit with cold exposure and this is how i actually got into breath work uh, through uh, wim hof uh, because I was trying to find ways of improving my immune system. I was really weak and, and getting sick all the time. And well, there's no better way of improving my health than, than cold exposure. And that's what got me into the breathing techniques. And yeah, th- that's where it started. So you, you trained with Wim um, in Holland, and that was your first sort of exposure, excuse the pun, to breath work and and cold exposure and how long ago was that where did that kind of lead you to now yes that's that was about five years ago um and hmm, at that moment i i didn't really think uh, I, I would be teaching the, these things uh, i just wanted to learn them for myself so i signed up for the instructor course um not knowing what am i getting myself into but the the transformation was so big and this had so much impact on my life uh, that I I just thought I need to pass this on to to others. That transformation you talk about that's physical and mental? Yes yes definitely Uh, well at at first I felt it instantly on on the physical level I just felt better when I started um, the breathing techniques a lot of things just open up and I felt I have much more energy, um, just just feeling better, happier. And a lot more things came later, a few months later, just really something transformed. I began to just look at reality in a whole different way. Uh, sometimes I, I say it's like getting out of the matrix. Um, yeah, v- very hard to describe exactly what happened but it was hugely transformational and when you started your practice so those early few months when you were starting to feel the physical benefits 
was that a, a strict daily practice or were you quite relaxed about it and it was as and when you felt or was it like I say quite a kind of regimented I must do this every day to improve or feel the benefits or learn the skills mm. at, at first it was very regular strict practice um, but now I'm not practicing actually that much I'm going more into meditation and, and other practices. Uh, breathwork, of course, is there, but exploring very uh, different modalities. And uh, yeah, I think it's totally personal because um, regular practice is very important, but there's also the ability to uh, give yourself the space uh, to integrate everything. So it's, it's not necessarily that if somebody is going to be practicing um a lot that's gonna um, like give the the biggest amount of benefits everybody needs to find the the perfect balance of the amount of practice and giving yourself the the, the perspective the the view on what is that doing to me so it's about i guess like with lots of new skills and i think to a certain extent it is it is a skill to begin with you need to get into the rhythm of the the practice and then after that you can sometimes it becomes a bit easier when you think less about what you're doing you can then start to think more about why you're doing it once you understand the how you're doing it that's that's exactly that yes and also breath will be working on a on a very subtle level we can talk about that later there's many levels to it but at some point it becomes just being conscious of the breath, just being aware of the breath. So uh, of course, one uh, one aspect is, is literally practicing the, the drills, the exercises, but there's, uh, it's, it's not only about um, the exercises. It's something much more than that. It's getting a very deep and personal connection with, with yourself, with the world around you, with everybody else around you. Uh, with just the, the reality. And so let's just get into a little bit about the different modalities of breathwork. You talked about kind of Wim Hof method, and I think that's fairly well known around the sort of um, almost power breathing, hyperventilation, superventilation, whatever you want to call it, long breath holds coupled with the cold exposure. You have also done lots of self-practice in pranayama, um, oxygen advantage approach by Patrick McEwen. And you mentioned some Tibetan um, styles as well. Do you want to just give the listeners a little bit, a few sentences about each of those and maybe how they differ or how they're similar to each other? I think it's it's good to start with with the physical level. Um, And on, on, on the physical side of things than practices like Buteco method and oxygen advantage. They are quite similar, but they're kind of for, for different people. If uh, somebody has uh, any breathing pattern disorders like asthma, breathlessness, they are probably going to go into Buteco method, which is a little bit more gentle. Uh, whereas if somebody is looking for um, sports performance, they're going to go to oxygen advantage. But the principles are the same. The, the basis, the, the breath physiology is, is the same in both of those. Um, then there's the Wim Hof method, which is a little bit of a weird one because it's not really kind of like a 
breathing system, um, it's the three elements, the cold exposure, the mindset, and uh, breathing exercises. In Wim Hof Method, there's, there's actually just one kind of breathing flow, which, which is used um, throughout the whole practice. Um, it's, it's a little bit hard to classify it because it kind of goes into, it, it could be a, a practice which is very beneficial for, for emotions, for releasing emotions, working with, with traumas, if, if you go deep enough in, in that practice. And also it can be quite gentle, it could be just an everyday maintenance, improve your health and, and well-being kind of practice. Um, there is... Um, Going more towards the emotional uh, spectrum, there's um, the, there's integrative breathwork, which is very um, deep practice, very transformative. You usually do it with a um, practitioner who is leading you throughout the whole session. And this is really going deep, uh, releasing a lot of emotions, working uh, with traumas as well. Um, so that, there's the, the spectrum. On one side, Buteyko method, um, which is very kind of gentle, very physical. And on the other side, there's the integrated breathwork, which is really going deep into uh, the whole, you could say, therapeutic process. And so how do you marry the science and the uh, psychological or spiritual aspect of it which bit first grabbed your attention which bit first spoke to you and, and has that changed as you've learned more and become more experienced and had greater experiences whilst through the breathwork practice you do mm. so for me at, at first it was just understanding the the breathing on the physical um in in, in the physical space um the, the kind of like physical air which is going into my lungs and doing some stuff and then coming out uh, the movement of the diaphragm things like that and of course this is very important it's very important to understand um, the breathing physiology how a body works as a machine but that's just one level of understanding the the, the whole thing um, then there's the the energy um, which is also going through our body. Uh, so breathing in the, the breath in, in many cultures means the same thing. It's the vital essence. Um, it's the life force. It's the prana, chi, ki. Um, in, in many, many different cultures, the breath is much more than, than just physical movement of the air through the body. And for me, going into the Tibetan practices like Tsalung and Tumo, that was um, that was a way of of trying or just starting to understand how um, the energy works through the body. Um, also, I have just tapped into some some courses on on bioenergetics and, and energetic healing, but. It's uh, difficult for me to speak about it because that's just I'm, I'm starting my my journey into that. Uh, hopefully, that will give me some some answers to what is happening at, at those more subtle levels. And also, many times during bre breathing sessions, I would experience things which are totally 
not explicable by by science. Um, you, you can't find those things in in textbooks. So that that's why that got me into the further exploration of what is going on inside of us on the energetic level. And when you're talking to people who are new to breath work. How do people react when you talk about some of that more kind of spiritual or that kind of inexplicable experiences and sensations that you get? Do you do you try and explain it or do you just say, trust me, let's do some practice and you might feel it yourself? I think more and more people are, are really open to it. Um, I used to get um, more people who were very uh, just focused on on science, and maybe this is also because I was very much in that that mindset. So I, I was attracting those people, but I feel that there's more and more people who are, are totally open to it, mm, and that gives me the the opportunity to to share those uh, those experiences. And m- many times I I just Show, show it i demonstrate it i uh, i say okay do this breathing exercise like this and like this what are you feeling um of course if somebody is totally not open to anything beyond science that's absolutely fine also with time i let go of that um need to to kind of convince somebody um Everybody has their own journey, their own path, their own time. And also when I look at, back at, at my understanding of things, um, I, I was thinking like that some time ago. So, yeah, just giving people the, the, the time and space for that. And I think that's from my own kind of experiences of breath work, initially training with you um, and doing a Wim Hof uh, course or workshop. I think it is that... Um, you you get different things from it at different times so when I've been more kind of analytical which I am quite a lot of the time the the kind of I really delved into the science behind it and found the physiology and what was happening to you know hormones here and blood pressure here and heart rate here and things like that made a lot of sense and I could understand it then equally when I've been more relaxed and I've had a clearer head and I've just been kind of in the moment I guess a bit more you can really start to feel the things which you can't always explain and I think for me personally those are the the times actually where I've got more out of it I've adapted my running to integrate more sort of breath work into it and nasal breathing and things like that and I've felt the the benefits there but those inexplicable bits are the ones which kind of almost keep me coming back to it yes that that's exactly that and I think this is the best thing to do, just to be open and and just to explore for, for yourself because some of the things cannot, cannot be learned by reading a book or going into a workshop. They can only be experienced by, by yourself. You know, the, the space of the mind, it's, it's something only for us individually to explore and go, go into and, and get to know. This can only be done like that. Neuroscience won't give us the the answers for that. (laughs) (laughs) And people who are coming into it from that that mindset of slightly being fixated on maybe 
length of breath holds or temperatures of water if they're doing the cold exposure and things like that what would you say to them would you have any words of advice just to change their approach or if that works for them stick with it definitely if it works then just just stick with it but just be open um if there's a particular way that you're doing breath work or or cold exposure try something else (laughs) You, you might like it of course knowing the basics is is really important you need to know how long can you stay in the water not to you know get hypothermia of course that, that's important but if you go just by feeling then you're going to be fine as well and we, we like to know things we feel much safer when we we know the details how much should i practice um you know what, what's the minimum effective dose and so on we, we'd like to well we don't like the uncertainty but at some point, it's it's very liberating to just let that go, embrace it, embrace it, and and just go by feeling. What does your your practice look like at the moment? I know you're in Poland now. It's obviously been a, a cold winter, I'm presuming, uh, or a cold few months. How what's your your breath work practice look like on an average week? I know you're you're doing a lot of workshops and, and coaching, so. What do you do typically in a, in a week in terms of breath work? Is there cold exposure in that as well? Are you, do you do other physical physical training at the moment? Um, in terms of physical training, I'm uh, I'm working with a kettlebell uh, at the moment a little bit. So I bought just just one 28 kilos kettlebell, and I'm just doing whatever I can with it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty heavy for me, but um, also I, I'm enjoying the, the minimalism of it because of the, um, the whole lockdown thing, you know, this, it's difficult to, to find a gym or anything like that, whereas I've got just one piece of gear. and One 28 kilo kettlebell. That's, yeah, well, you're not going to do too many reps with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, in terms of of breath work, I'm uh, I'm doing a little bit of kind of deep breathing practices on my own with um, trying to incorporate a little bit more movement into it. So going through spontaneous uh, movement while I'm breathing, I'm I'm kind of exploring that for myself. And and also going deep into into meditation. Yes, meditating a lot recently. And do you find, and this has come up with some other coaches that we've had on the show, that you find because you're coaching and training clients and groups with breath work and meditation, do you find motivating yourself at times difficult? Or is it something that you, you've always got the energy and the mindset for? Hmm. Of course, sometimes motivating myself is, is difficult. But then um, I'm, I'm trying to be easy on myself. So if I miss a day, it's absolutely fine. Uh, you know, it's, it's not a competition <laughs> after all. And, and also I'm, I'm learning a lot by, by teaching and, and coaching. This is actually, I think, where I'm, I'm learning the most. Um, so, so, so for me, just running one-on-one sessions is, is amazing because a lot of these practices are very intuitive. And although we're getting 
some indication of what to do, a little bit of a direction, you know, at the breathwork training course, we're getting a, a large manual, which at some point is absolutely useless because at every session, uh, something else happens and you need to tap into those deep layers of, of intuition, really let go of that conceptual mind which is trying to you know categorize everything and explain everything label everything and and that's where the magic happens uh, at the deep uh, level of intuition and and that that's where i'm heading that's where i'm learning the most now right now and you're doing at the moment you're doing group workshops and and one-to-one so what do those group workshops typically typically look like what kind of practices and drills are you are you taking your your clients through so at a group workshop um we normally do quite a lot of breath work which uh, has the purpose of putting us into a specific state um where um it's it's much easier to experience the 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 cold water so then we go into an ice bath but with with the aim of um, quieting the, the mind um, th- th- this is the whole purpose to find the space in in the cold water where um, you you relax so much, you relax your body, you relax your mind that you get into this this place of absolute stillness. Um, probably you could get there with uh, long hours of meditation, but the cold water takes you instantly. And, and breath work is very helpful with that. So already during the, the session, a lot of um, things are transforming. Uh, we, we manage to you know, quieten the ego a little bit and then going into the cold water. And how have you found over the last, I guess, two or three years, people's appetite for breath work and appetite for cold water exposure has, has increased? Obviously, Wim Hof has done an amazing job. He he's such a uh, amazing teacher that he he managed to bring um, cold exposure and and breath work as well to to a lot of people. He managed to inspire a lot of people to do that with uh, with breath work specifically. I'm I'm finding that there's more and more interest in that all the time. I don't know, maybe the, the, the COVID thing managed to add a little bit of interest in that. You know, a lot of people have pulse oximeters now, which is <laughs> amazing. Um, and, you know, maybe it's, it's something to do with, with the general transformation of, of just everybody that we have, have gone past this... Um, mm, mm, we already managed to experience a lot of things on on the kind of uh, like physical level, the the level of of pleasure, um, getting things from the world, getting pleasure from the world. Whereas now maybe more people are trying to find the the pleasure within themselves, something which is not um, connected with the the outside, something which is a little bit more sustainable. Because we know that these things are going to end like we can have um really great fun uh, from a new iphone but we know that's just temporary so i think more and more people are looking for something which is 
a lot more sustainable and that's something in the inside so it's that's i guess that speaks to that that kind of um battle between pleasure and happiness that pleasure is momentary and fairly passing but happiness is the things that you know actually lift your mood and change your outlook on life and things like that rather than just bringing you a, a fairly transitory reaction or emotion that's exactly that yes and where do you see breath work how do you see it evolving as a practice as a element of the health and fitness and wellness world obviously the the history books are full of cultures and societies where breath work was integral to them and parts of those have been lost and kind of refinding those do you do you see it becoming a lasting element of our modern day society definitely uh and we i think what we see that with yoga uh, a little bit like yoga has become really really popular uh, and i think breath work is is going to be there uh, right away because it's it's such a um, fundamental thing for us uh, we, we don't need anything from outside we we've got our breath with us all the time and it's it's just the easiest thing that you can do even if if you're if you don't want to commit to a a massive practice of like every day sitting down and doing 20 minutes of breathing, which is not a lot as well. It's pretty quick, yeah. But even if somebody doesn't have time for that, they can find the moment during the day um, just to be aware of how they're breathing, how is the breath, to find that moment of, of stillness and dropping into the present moment through observing the breath. Brilliant. And so just before we... Before we wrap up, do you want to just let the listeners know how they can train with you or how they can find out more about your practice and your more, your your kind of journey? Yes. So uh, at the moment, I'm not doing a lot of online sessions. I'm taking it easy a little bit, but but still doing one-on-ones. But possibly in some time, um, those will come back. So like group sessions on Zoom. So you can still connect with me uh, on a one-on-one basis uh, through my website, martinpetrus.com. Uh, and hopefully when the situation opens up a little bit, I might be able to come back to UK, do some workshops there. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, well, let's leave it. I just wanted to, on a personal note, say thank you very much as well, because it was working with you and Arthur, who was a guest on the first series um, at a Wim Hof workshop like I say a few years ago that kind of lit my fire for the for the world of breath work and I've been kind of exploring different different avenues since then but always using you as a reference point and as a as a bit of a guru and a touch point so thank you very much for that and I'll uh, continue to bombard you with emails every now and then with questions and things like that. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Why We Move. As always, thanks again to our guest. Hopefully you found their story inspiring and it's left you with a desire to get up and out and to move your body. Check out the show notes for links to our guests and their recommendations. If you liked what you heard, then please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or via whoever your chosen provider is. Please do leave a review and share with your friends and family. Peace and good vibes. And until next time, whatever you do, do more movement.